Welcome to the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by Julie Stevens. Hey. We're in the third episode now of the PRISM Conference. Today, we're talking to Amanda Leah. Now, Amanda Leah, she is, how did you describe her? Mighty Mouse? She is Mighty Mouse. She's got an invisible cape in the spirit. Yeah. She is a small package with huge power behind Packed it. With power. And you can definitely hear it in the interview. So when you heard her give her testimony and what she's going to be bringing to the PRISM conference, what did you pick up? Oh, my gosh. We right? We don't have enough time. <laughs> it was so rich. I mean, all of them are good. But there's something that, that I love about Amanda Leah is she is so she is so authentic. I mean, all, all of the gals are, are real to the core, but she brings, like in her interview, she brought so, such an authenticity and a vulnerability in the realm of like talking about writing. There was something in particular that she said. She said, being comfortable with imperfection. That phrase, I was like, ouch. She said, being comfortable with imperfection um, and us having to wrestle with that imperfection and learning to be okay with the mess until we can get it right. That just really jumped out at me. And and for those of you who don't know, her breakout, uh, there's a, a scripture verse that the, that the Lord gave her regarding uh, her breakout, which she's actually co-leading with, with Aisha. Um, and the two of them, oh my gosh, tag team. It's going to be amazing. But it was the Psalm 45 in the first verse, and that's where David says that his tongue is the pen of a ready writer. And, and Amanda Leah's heart, it, I, I know her heart, and it was like when we write like David from a place of authenticity and vulnerability, telling stories that stem from the rawness of our human experience. She kept saying that phrase, Chris, rawness of our human experience, yeah. and I was just melting. Yeah. Yeah, so powerful. So um, if you are going to go to this breakout, I'm telling you that, especially with what Aisha carries, you are going to, if you have any fear about getting your pen to paper, when you go to to this particular breakout, that's going to be broken off of you because these women carry an anointing to write and tell stories authentically out of the rawness of human their own human experience, and they will impart that to everyone who comes to their breakout. You're so amazing. I'm just going <laughs> to start there. You're just like... Okay, focus. Prism <laughs> Conference is here. Yes. Prism is, is already just speaking to women who are, you know, all their aspects, they bring something different to the table. Definitely. Uh, but it's all under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. It's all under one vision. Talk about that vision. We'll start there. Talk about the vision of what you've heard from Julie and what your vision is coming alongside that and what PRISM is. Yeah, well, PRISM is a, is a conference for the region, right? And we wanted to bring women from all different denominational backgrounds, different churches, all walks of life um, into one location 
Um, it's always about Jesus, right? To worship Jesus and to, to love him, but to, to be equipped together and be able to worship together, grow together. And what I love about the PRISM conference is um, just the different ways that we are going to have, the different ways that we're going to go about having women meet and join together and learn together and grow together. And so the workshops that we're doing um, are really unique. Um, there's not many you know, Christian conferences that I've been to where you can go to a workshop or a breakout about um, you know, health and fitness and eating well and taking care of your body and but then you can you know go down you know a few classrooms you know down the hall and you can do basket weaving and you know right. I, I, crown making I should say crown not basket weaving crown making you know and those are just very unique um uh breakouts and workshops that we're offering this year and so I think that um that in and of itself is just a draw that, that this is a conference that's not going to be just there's one main speaker in, in a large auditorium and you're going to sit there and you're going to be passive you're going to listen the whole time and then you're going to walk away hopefully you got something out of that no it's it's going to be a combination of yeah there's going to be dynamic speakers you know and there's going to be sessions where we're going to be listening and, and, and receiving in that way but then there's going to be sessions that are interactive and you're actually going to be doing things and you know, embracing what your hobbies are and your gifts are and talents are and really seeing that Jesus wants to feed those things as well. Tangible. You know? Yeah, yeah. Practical, practical. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and sometimes we think that the spiritual thing like things that are spiritual are only the Bible. Like if you read the Bible and you have a Bible study, that's spiritual. You know, we don't see like taking care of our bodies and exercise mm -hmm. as something that God has a value system for. But he does, you know, like this divide in, in our minds, I think of the sacred and the spiritual, I mean, the sacred and the secular. Mm. Sometimes we think, you know, like these things are sacred and then these things are secular. And in reality, like God's like, no, like I, I designed your bodies. <laughs> like it's valuable to me that you take care of your temple, right. you know, like that's actually like a spiritual principle, you know. And so um, just just blurring, you know, getting rid of those lines that we think that we have divisions for different things and just saying, Hey, God cares about all of these areas of our lives right. and giving women, you know, opportunities to explore that with other women. So what's your breakout? So, um, yeah, my breakout is on writing. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> that could be intimidating. People, people might not enjoy writing. I know when I was going through grade school and middle school, I didn't really enjoy writing. It's kind of, been a development as I grew older. Yeah. So it's intimidating already, you know, to hear a writing class. So talk about what you're going to be doing. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think some people can find writing intimidating. I mean, you're going to get to choose, you know, some of the breakouts that you attend. So obviously some of the women who feel more inclined in that direction will probably uh, come to this breakout. But um yeah, as a, you know. Yeah, but everyone should do it. Like, everyone <laughs> should do it. Just because you're there, everyone That's so has to sweet. do it. That's sweet. Um, no, but writing, you know, one of the things that we'll be talking about in the class is, you know, when, when, when writers write, and, I, you know, this can be, like, for fiction or nonfiction or whatever the, you know, genre is um, that you specialize in with writing, you know, we, we, we write from our human experience. You know, like, writers tackle what does it mean to be human? And, and they write about that. You know, they share about that because there, there are things that are universal, that all of us can relate to, that all of us connect to, that we all experience. And writers tend to just capitalize on that in writing because that's what people want to read about because they can relate, they can connect. Right. And so um, one of the things that I want to discuss in um, my workshop, it, my breakout, I should say, is um, how, how do we write 
about that raw, authentic human experience, um, just like every other writer before us has done, right? But in light of like what Jesus did through his death and resurrection and how does the reality of who he was on earth when he lived and what he did um, in his death and resurrection, how should that shape our writing as believers? And how what does that do to our writing when we're writing about the raw, authentic human experience? So, what, what's your history with writing? My history. So um, I grew up with a father who loves to write. Um, he really loves poetry. So I grew up reading his poetry and I started writing poetry myself um, when I was, you know, a child and throughout my adolescence um, and even in, into my early adulthood years, I wrote poetry and I really loved it. Yeah. I dabbled with fiction, too, as a kid, but I, I, I spent most of my time writing poetry. And then um, now poetry about Boys, <laughs> yeah, right. When you're a kid, what do you what, what what are you writing about? Right. I used to write about a lot about like just self actualization, like 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 I know that sounds so like, no, but like like in high school, I'm thinking about oh, like okay, when I was in high okay. school, what did I write about? And like, I, you know, I wrote about like my faith and 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 yeah. coming to terms with that. I I wrote love poems, of course, as well. I mean, any teenage girl, right? All that all that angst, yeah, you know, for yeah. sure. I have my fair share uh-huh. of of love poems. Um, but yeah, you know, I wrote, I wrote about lots of different things. I wrote poetry for friends, mm. just things that I was seeing in their lives. Yeah. One of, you know how in high school, sometimes they have like those anthologies that they, they try to get you to get published in or whatever. Yeah. So one of my poems that I wrote for a friend actually got published in one of those, but it's not like a, they really? make you buy the book and then you're like, where, where does anyone ever look at this book ever? <laughs> you know, I don't think it exists in any store whatsoever, <laughs> yeah. but they put it in a book and, you know. That counts. So, yeah, I guess so. But I wrote it for a friend in high school and it ended up getting published, so that was fun, you know. So how does writing, how do you go from enjoying writing and poetry to now teaching it in? Right. So, so yeah, well, I wanted to say, so I started with poetry and then as an adult, like my my desires for writing kind of just have evolved and my, you know, my gifts have kind of evolved. And so, I went to college and I, one of my majors was English and then, um, I became a teacher post college. So I became a teacher. I teach English. That's what you were referring to. And, um, and then actually now I'm also back in school for my master's for creative writing as well. And so, so cool. So yeah, so actually now I'm, I'm actually, my main focus is actually fiction, um, instead of poetry. And so, yeah, so it's my, 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 my love affair with writing has evolved, over the years but yeah what, what was your question about the about the classes again you said for teaching it yeah 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 like i teach i teach um english and so that's in that's literature and writing so i teach both for my high school students um but the writing that we teach is is mostly geared to like how do you do analytical writing composition because i'm preparing them for um for college but Actually, right now, my seniors are writing a sonnet. They're learning how to write Ooh. a sonnet because we just did a little bit of Shakespeare and we were doing some, uh, reading some of his sonnets. And so I was showing them the form and I had them do a creative assignment where they had to write a sonnet. So they're actually doing that right now. Yeah. So it's fun. But we try to incorporate as much creativity in, as much as we can. But there's so much to cover in a school year. Mm. So I don't have as, you know, as much liberty as I would like. Sure. I wish I could teach us a creative writing class. That would be that would be a lot of fun. But that's kind of what, is that what you're going to do in your breakout? Well, the breakout, there's definitely going to be, um, we're definitely going to discuss some do's and don'ts towards the end. Okay. But like, it's really kind of marrying the idea of like, as believers, right? 
what 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 can we glean from who Jesus was and what he accomplished and how does that connect to what we write about in regards to the human experience? Mm. Like how do we how do we write about the rawness of human experience and how does that how are we shaped by the reality of who Jesus is as a result? Like how does that influence our writing? Yeah. You know, which sets us apart from other writers who don't have that same faith that we have. I know, so, I know yeah. you touched about it. You touched on it uh, before, but what draws you to writing? What draws me yeah, to writing? What What is it about writing that you're so passionate about? Oh goodness! I, I mean, I I just love the power of of the written word. Like I I love. Um, there's almost like a permanence to it, you know, because like there's a you know you can have conversations every day and and, and they're fleeting. Like someone might say something that really resonates with you and sticks with you, but it, it remains in your memory, you know, and memory is unreliable. You know, our, even our memories of certain things, they change over time. Every time we remember something, we remember it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and so with, with writing, what I love is that like, you can, you can really take your time to organize something in such a beautiful way and with intentionality and exceptionalism and, and excellence and, and then you put it down and it's like someone can read that 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, mm-hmm. you know, and like the power of words throughout the generations, you know, like that to me is, is it's incredible that you can hear someone speaking to you thousand, from thousands and thousands of years ago and we can still hear what they're speaking and still hear what they're saying and, and those words still matter to us and we're still learning from them and we're still sharing them and building on them. You know, and so I think writing is one of the most powerful tools I that feel, we have. I almost feel like writing might be, I don't want to say a lost art form, but it's not one of the more popular ones because now people express themselves in 158 characters or less yeah. or hashtags. So talk about that. Talk yeah. about, you know, you, a lover of writing, yeah. you know, kind of seeing, I mean, people love to write, I'm sure, but it's definitely changed now. Definitely. Yeah. I, I mean, because culture has changed, you know, and so like you said, like, you know, with with the change of culture, um, our values, our, our values change, you know, and I think, yeah, I think even, you know, taking the time to actually sit down and read a novel, mm, <laughs> like right. how many people have actually done that, re- you know, recently right. or how many novels do people actually, cons- you know, read in a year, you know, and most of the time that people most of the time people spend reading is what they're scrolling on their phone, you know, whether it's on Twitter or some other social media outlet or so, yeah, yeah I think, um, you know, for me, I think I'm kind of an old soul. Like I, I think, you know, <laughs> and so that, you know, that kind of breaks my heart when I, to think about that. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I, I really value um, just, just the excellence and the intentionality of putting something to, you know, work of literature together and the power of what it can communicate um, to people. Mm. So I think, I think there'll always be a place for it though. I mean, I, I you know, I want to, you believe that in our society that there's always going to be a place for the, for the written word and its permanence. And there's always going to be people who are going to be more drawn to that and can help bring others into that reality. And I find that what I, that's what I do with my students every day because their reality is Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram. And like, that's their lives, you know? And for, you know, the 55 minutes they spend with me a day, it's like, no, we're reading The Great Gatsby. No, we're reading 1984. <laughs> no, like, and we're going to like, we're going to really dive in. And right. what I find is 
they get very invested. Mm. Like, you know, these young people who people think, oh, they could care less. But it's like when you actually help them process what they're reading, you give them the context, you you help them dive in and help them understand really what the text is about. They are profoundly moved by by these works that were written X amount of years ago. Yeah. And 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 so the the, the impact that writing can have on people is still is still present in our in our, you know, twenty first century reality. But I think that there's less people who are taking the time to actually go there. And yeah. I think, you know, that's why you have to have people who are passionate about that and help bring other people, help draw them in. I feel like there's so much stimuli. Oh, yeah. You know, especially yeah. when it comes to typing or putting pen to paper mm-hmm. and writing. I know sometimes I struggle with that. You know, I, I'll write a sentence down if I'm reading the word and I'm writing kind of what's happening and then I'll think of something else and my attention goes everywhere. Yeah. You know, how important is it when you're writing, <laughs> especially when you're writing from the heart in the presence of the Lord to be able to focus and be able to make sure you, you elaborate and, and get down everything that you're going through without distractions. Oh yeah. I mean, if you like read um, some, some of the, some famous writers and they have like their, their books on on how to kind of like a how to write kind of a book yeah and you and you glean come of their advice and so many of them talk about staying in the room like getting a strategy for how are you going to engage because there's so many distractions and part of part of like one of the major hurdles of writing is to actually sit down and write <laughs> like yeah. that is that is such a huge hurdle to, to overcome definitely you're absolutely right yeah just blocking out all of the all of the distractions and sitting down and saying okay like there's no tv in the room my cell phone is you know i've, I've hidden it so that it's not going to be a problem i'm all of my internet options are like <laughs> done and i'm just i'm going to i'm going to write and yeah. and part of it is like when you're sitting there you know it's never perfect the first time and so like writers have to get really comfortable with that they have to get really okay with like your first run's just your first run. You're just you're just getting you're just figuring it out. Yeah. Like what's gonna happen on the page. You're always gonna have to go back and and edit and tweak and and that that's part of the beauty of it. And so being comfortable with imperfection is is a big part. It's a big part of it. Yeah. Having to wrestle with that and be okay with the mess until until you can get it right. Yeah. Is writing a form of worship for you certainly yeah certainly but i think sometimes i think in our minds when we think of worship we automatically think of like songs yeah singing right mm-hmm. um and 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 you know getting sometimes swept up in some kind of spontaneous like you know experience an emotional moment you know and sometimes worship in writing for me is like i'm sticking this out even though i'm frustrated <laughs> and that's worship like i'm writing and I feel like, man, I'm really like bombing the scene right now. Like I'm just not getting what I want out of it, but I'm sticking it through because yeah. I have to get the words on paper and I have to get the mess on there so that I can fix it and make it beautiful for whatever it's going to be. And um, and then there's times where I'm writing and like there's just this flow and it's like incredible because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting everything that I want to say out right now. And it's and it's great, you know, and you're yeah. going to you're going to meander through. It's going to ebb and flow through all of those experiences and as a writer you have to be able to embrace all of that right yeah i mean i wish 
I had some of that during school because I never <laughs> had a flow ever. <laughs> uh, let's talk about, in scripture specifically, let's talk about the female voice mm. through writings in scripture because, you know, men wrote the Bible. Yeah. But it's, there's a heavy impact that women have had in the stories that they wrote, in their testimony. So talk about, especially as a, as a teacher, you know, who loves writing, talk yeah. about the influence that some of the women have had in scripture for you. Yeah, definitely. So I, I actually heard one scholarship, he, he wanted to say that he thought that Priscilla wrote the book of Hebrews. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, that'd be fun to think about. But, you know, we don't know for sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. But that's a whole other okay. thing to open up about who authorship. And that's a whole other thing we could, a whole other podcast. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like women and their influence in the, in, in the scripture. Um, yeah, I think, I think sometimes... Uh, Throughout church history, I think we have such a, a limited view of the beauty of women and, and how women are celebrated and what's really being communicated in scripture. I think because even our lack of understanding of the historical context, anytime you're you're reading scripture, it's just so important to to re- recognize that you're you should be getting transported back in time <laughs> into another, you know, historical context, another you know, language. There's another language that they're that they were speaking at that time. So there's just it's a transportation issue, right? Like we have to be able to go back and really put ourselves in a completely different culture and environment context to really understand what was going on. And and so I think when we're able to do that, we start really seeing how women, what the role of women was in scripture, and how how Jesus was empowering women, and and how um, the message for women in scripture is so powerful and so amazing and how God loves women. And he, you know, I believe that God is a feminist and that's such a controversial thing to say in some Christian circles. I think feminism has become such a, a dirty word. I think it, because there's so many uh, ideas attached to that word. Mm-hmm. But when I say God's a feminist, I mean, he empowers women. That's what I, just the basic definition of feminism, yeah. not all of the streams and all the stuff that gets attached to it, but like totally like God is a feminist and, it takes, you know, a diligent student of scripture, I think, to see that. But when you do study, I think, I think it, you can come away with that conclusion for sure. Yeah. Again, it happens where I just want to keep talking. <laughs> we can keep going for hours. But for those who, as we wrap up, those who might be on the fence, who maybe have not expressed themselves writing or haven't really experienced a writing class like yours, talk about um, what they should expect and what you're going to offer, especially yeah. um, during that time during the breakout. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a time for us as writers to come together and and as be- writers who are believers, right? Like writers who we all have in common that we know Jesus, we love Jesus, we have, you know, we have a value for his death and resurrection and we live out of that place. Like that is the reality out of which we live, right? And so, of course, like that should shape who we are as women and who we are as writers. And so it's just a unique opportunity for us to talk about that. And, you know, other writing workshops that you're going to go to, they might focus on different things. They're going to give you pointers on on your writing capabilities and how to improve this. And we're going to talk a little bit about those things, but it's a unique opportunity for, for writers who are women and writers who are believers to come together and really just say, hey, like what has Jesus done in us and how 
is that reality so profound that it's going to spill out onto the page mm. of what we write? And how is that going to transform people? How is that going to shape the world through what we write? And so, yeah, I think it's just a unique opportunity. Prism Conference is coming <laughs> October 11th through the 13th. You can still register while they're available at harborchurch.org. Check out the Instagram, prism underscore conf, C-O-N-F. We'll be posting this interview and all the other ones. Amanda Leah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you just listened to. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Download our mobile app. You can find it on the Apple Store or on Google Play. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.